Hey, movie lovers, I'm Maria. And I'm Sam. Welcome to Unsolicited Flick Pick. Movie reviews no one asked for. Hey! One of the greatest horror movies of all time, in my not-so-humble opinion, is Scream. I have always been so intrigued by the Scream franchise. Uh, When I watched Scream 3 at a very young age at a friend's house, we were way too young to be watching scary movies, which is why we did it. So ever since then, Ghostface was like the scary image for me. Like walking at night, it was Ghostface that was stalking me. When you shut the basement light off and run up the stairs... It was Ghostface that was chasing me. And I blame this uh, both on Scream, but also, Maria, do you remember that viral video that went around like when the internet was a wee babe and it was like a video of a room and the caption was like something like spot what's wrong in this room and then the face popped up? Yeah, I do remember that. And it was like a white, white face like ghoul looking thing. Yeah, super scary. Yeah, and so very triggered by uh, the white-faced ghouls. Um, But then I grew up a little bit and saw Scream as an adult and saw it in a whole new light and have a whole new appreciation for it. Yeah, I think I have a whole new appreciation for it, seeing as I'd never watched it or any of its sister movies. (laughs) It's probably the only scary movie... I've watched from start to finish other than the exorcism of like Emily ever? Rose. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I guess the key there is like from start to finish. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I've started like several at sleepovers when we were younger, but like would just choose yeah. to sleep instead of watch right. the scary movie. Um, So I have a whole new appreciation for it. I watched it on Amazon Prime. Is that where you watched it? Yeah. It came up right away. It was like featured this month. You don't even have to go searching for it. Oh, yeah. It is October. It's spooky season. So what did the people think of the movie? Well, IMDb rated this movie 7.3 out of 10. And the folks at Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 79 overall Mm. score and the audience also gave it a 79 oh Mm -hmm. all right well let's break it down so we open on a beautiful white farmhouse in the countryside casey who was played by a young drew barrymore is setting up for a lovely evening watching a movie the phone rings and an unknown person begins to harass her increasingly more and more sinister and dangerous The caller torments her, telling her he's watching her. He wants to play a little game of trivia. He soon reveals that he has her boyfriend tied up, and it doesn't look good for Steve. (laughs) The unknown caller is revealed to be our hero, I mean villain, Ghostface. Which, side note, I don't think that name is ever, like, officially given to him. Uh, Later on, there's a character that, as he's harassing her, she calls him, like, Mr. Ghostface. But 
He's never officially been called Ghostface. Oh, okay. I think until, like, maybe the fourth movie. It's kind of just something that, like, people call him. Like, the public calls him Ghostface. Right. That's not on his birth certificate. <laughs> Ghostface. Please. My father's Ghostface. <laughs> you can just call me Face. <laughs> so... Anyway, Ghostface tragically and brutally kills Casey while she's on the phone with her parents who are arriving back home and they like just do not get to her in time. It's pretty horrific. (laughs) This whole scene is horrific and (laughs) it's everything that drives me nuts about scary movies. Like five minutes into this episode with Ghostface on the phone and this dumb bitch hasn't even called 911 yet. Like, literally making me want to tear my hair out. And so she gets murdered, which, in my opinion, is fully deserved because she should have called the police and she didn't. Yeah. And is that like a movie trope? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like she, of course she gets killed and we're all okay with it because she was stupid. Yeah, because she made bad choices. And Mm -hmm. a running sort of theme in this movie is like horror movie cliches like don't go in there or call the cops like and look behind you we're always screaming at the screen watching these people make these horrible choices so i totally agree she does maybe not deserve to die but her choices certainly didn't help her not die (laughs) like no she for some reason chose to be like flirty on the phone because at one point he goes do you have a boyfriend and she's like no why and then then like five minutes later she's like my boyfriend's coming and he'll beat you up and he's like i thought you didn't have a boyfriend and so just like a weird choice to like immediately be flirty with this strange caller so i mean i wouldn't personally have done that i (laughs) I got to show this movie to my 20-year-old nephew and his girlfriend, who got a seat for the first time. So they were not alive when this movie came out. So what I kept saying to them was, hey, it was the 90s to cover up (laughs) all of the sort of, not plot holes, but like lapses in logic and like lapses in judgment. Hey, it was the 90s. Um, Another thing about this scene is uh, the big gag that Drew Barrymore, like, who was in her prime, super famous when this came out, she was pretty much top billed for this movie. And then when people saw it and she dies in the first scene, people (laughs) were like, what? (laughs) Uh, And I'm dumb because, like, it wasn't until about two weeks ago, I think I saw something on Reddit. It's her on the cover of the movie like the cover of the movie is a girl like kind of making a scared face and it's her so obvious like i i don't know why i didn't huh. clue in it doesn't really like look like her no it doesn't i saw some like other pictures of of it like colorized and like some other like takes from that photo shoot yeah and it, it looks more like her so i'm like don't like, obviously it's her like she was one of the most famous people in the movie. Well, okay, they got me good too with this because when I was first watching it, I'm like, okay, cool, Drew Barrymore's in the movie. 
obviously she's the main character. <laughs> and then I was like reading the synopsis on my Amazon um, app and it was like some other actress who was the main yeah. character. So then I thought I was watching maybe the wrong Scream. <laughs> I thought maybe I was watching Scream 2 and I needed to be watching Scream 1. And anyway, they got me good because I didn't oh. at all expect her to die in the first yeah. five minutes. Um, so like for all those reasons and more like this opening scene is just iconic it sets the tone for the movie so much it's scary but kind of has like a little bit of campiness to it too which <laughs> i love so next we meet our real star of the movie sydney who's played by nev campbell as she's in her sweet 90s little room with her giant computer <laughs> and her ambitiously handsome boyfriend Billy Loomis climbs into her bedroom window, nearly missing her dad walking in, who is coming in to tell Sydney that he's going on a work trip um, and won't be back until Sunday. Billy. Oh, Billy. Billy is played by a young Skeet Ulrich, who uh, my, my, my nephew and his girlfriend noted, uh, recognized him from um, Riverdale. He's like oh. one of the dads. I was going to say he must be a dad. <laughs> yeah. But he's oh, he's amazing. I love him so much. Um, he's a little bit bothered by Sydney because they had been together for a few years. But lately she hasn't wanted to give it up. If you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And we'll learn shortly that she has a pretty good reason for a fear of intimacy. So he's only mildly okay with waiting in that teenage boy way of, yeah, fine, I'll wait. <laughs> so the next day at school, it is pure chaos as everyone learns about Casey and Steve's murder. Sydney's friend group is all sorts of full chaotic energy. <laughs> Enum, her best friend, is like the cliche mean hot girl. And she's played by Rose McGowan, who... Is like the embodiment oh. of mean hot girl. Like now she's known for like uh, being very, very outspoken and like a an activist. Yeah. She's like definitely a badass. Um, so we come to find out that Sydney's mom was brutally murdered almost a year ago. And the cops want to question everyone in the school about Casey and Steve's murder. Mm-hmm. Two characters here that I want to point out are Dewey, who is Tatum's older brother, and he's like a deputy cop, and he's just a sweet little boy, albeit <laughs> a little dumb. Maybe, possibly, there's a learning disability in there. It's unclear, but he is wholesome, and we must protect him at all costs. <laughs> a girl. And then we also have Principal Himby, who's played by Henry Winkler, um, Bonzi for the... For the really oh. old listeners, <laughs> he's hilarious, and he gives he gives very much headmaster vibes from She's the Man. Oh, he's very yeah. much like that. Like he's like a funny guy who's like super like he loves his students so much, and he's just like this kind of like eccentric, quirky guy. Mm -hmm. But he, but he can like, lay the law down. If yeah, be. yeah, yeah, and he does. <laughs> So Sydney and her friends are talking about the murders and to round out their friend group is, of course, Billy and Stu, who's Tatum's boyfriend, 
who is like the worst kind of guy. He is like obnoxious. He's like a loose cannon. And I've for sure met people like this in school and they've always like made me so uncomfortable. People that are like absolutely unpredictable. Yeah. And like obnoxious really make me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he yeah had like zero maturity, sick mm-hmm. sense of humor. Yeah. Just I thought he uh, and his buddy were like definitely prime suspect. <laughs> Not to give anything away. Just, just I don't even think I really thought that, but just I hated them so much. Right. Like, these they should be looking at these guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie is uh, quick math twenty five years old. Twenty five years old. So I don't even know what year it is. So <laughs> who knows? Time is a construct. Um, <laughs> so I mean, if. Your first, uh, I don't know, foray into the world of Scream is this podcast. Then I don't know what to tell you. We're gonna, we're about to spoil everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, the last kid in their group is Randy, who's like kind of a nerdy, quiet guy who is like obsessed with movies. He works at Blockbuster. Or I don't know if they actually called it Blockbuster, but he works in a video store. Which, of course, is a blockbuster. So the investigation continues, thanks in part to reporter Gail Weathers, played by Courtney Cox, who is essentially a tabloid headline chaser. And at this point, I decide I really like this movie. (laughs) Um, Sydney and Tatum, her friend, are supposed to have a movie night, but the murderer shows up to mess with Sydney. And Billy shows up that night and apparently scares the killer away. But Mm. also it looks like he totally could have been the one who was like messing with Sydney, calling her like the killer called Drew Barrymore's character. So it's all a little sus. Mm. But Sydney is incredible and totally fights back. She's like very quick to act. Unfortunately, Billy is eventually arrested and held overnight. Which is important to note because Sydney goes to Tatum and Dewey's house and gets a phone call from the killer. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have been Billy, huh? Dewey helps to trace the cell phone records, which they keep calling. They they say the word cellular so many times in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I had to look over to my niece and and his or my nephew and his girlfriend and be like, they mean cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> So he tries to trace the cell phone records to try to figure out who is behind all of these calls. Also, Sydney's dad is still out of town and no one can seem to find him because he is not at the hotel that he always stays at and the one that he said he would be at. Mm. Going back to Gail, there is a little bit of a subplot here in the fact that Gail covers Sydney's mom's murder and the trial which Sydney was the key witness and there's some like animosity there. I won't get like too much into detail on that. Um, but basically Sydney and Gail are kind of enemies in, in a sense. Uh, yeah. Gail is always trying to get a quote, get footage, uh, follow Sydney and they have a bit of words and, Badass Sydney punches Gail right in the face because <laughs> she's mad that Gail is writing a book about her mom's trial. Mm-hmm. Back at school, the other kids are 
horrible, some dressing up as Ghostface, others gossiping about how Sydney's probably the one that killed Casey and Steve, and Sydney's mom is a total slut, and I don't like using the word slut, but that's... That's what they were saying. Or a whore. Yeah, and about how Sydney is too, and just like general horrible teenager stuff. While in the bathroom, the killer attempts to kill Sydney again, uh, but she manages to escape again. Quick to act. Quick on her feet. Yeah. The school cancels all classes until further notice, and the town implements a curfew. <laughs> Meanwhile, Principal Himby is reprimanding the boys who dressed up as Ghostface, um, but he is sadly later attacked in his office and killed by Ghostface. Mm-hmm. So school's out for the day, and these stupid kids decide to throw a house party, which is obviously a bad idea, and I can tell right away that they're all going <laughs> to die. <laughs> And who else shows up to the party but Dewey, the deputy cop, who's just there to protect and serve, and Gail, the reporter. She shows up, too, because she wants that juicy scoop, and she also knows there's a killer on the loose. Mm. And so, of course, the killer is at this party and starts picking off the teens one by one. Uh, First victim is Tatum. And this scene's pretty brutal. Yeah, he kills her. I guess not even technically kills her, but she tries to escape through a garage, an automatic garage door, and it kind of crushes her. And I've never been more scared of garage doors. <laughs> and maybe not like fully scared of them, but I have a healthy respect. For the mechanical power of an automatic garage door opener. <laughs> yeah, but you know it's such bullshit. Like, my garage door, if, like, a leaf blows underneath the garage <laughs> door while I'm there, it'll, like, pop back up and stop going down. So this is some good movie maybe that's Maybe that's all post-1996. Uh, <laughs> maybe they implemented some safety features. Yeah, I'm sure. So it doesn't kill you. So meanwhile, our little friend Randy, who loves movies, says the iconic lines that have made their way to TikTok. Um, I'm talking about the scene where he goes, these are the rules of horror movies. And he's like, don't have sex, don't drink or do drugs, and never say, I'll be right back. (laughs) And they're like, ooh, I'll be right back. Anyway, that's all over TikTok now. And... Most of the kids kind of end up leaving at their own um, kind of discretion and we're left with just like the core crew that we've mentioned already. Gail and her cameraman are around with the cameraman in the van watching from a hidden camera that Gail planted and he sees Ghostface on the camera come up and almost kill Randy but then Ghostface ends up running out the front door and he gets the jump on the cameraman killing him Mm -hmm. meanwhile gail is off with dewey and they stumble upon sydney's dad's car abandoned leading us to have some suspicions about him and one of like the great parts about this movie is at some point everyone is a suspect um (laughs) and like that is like crack to me like uh who done it like i love that like the whole time i was like 
with my nephew and his girlfriend. I was like, who do you think did it? And they were like, oh, maybe this person and that person would die. And he was like, well, who is it now? <laughs> or something would happen. And they'd be like, well, it can't, it can't be him. Like, he was in jail or whatever. And uh, I love it. I love, love it so much. So Billy finally shows up to the party. And him and Sydney finally do the deed. But not before Billy gets attacked. Hmm. We seem to be kind of in the final showdown now. Sydney is running from the killer, kind of stumbling across some of the other victims. Um, and she's very suspicious of everyone she comes across. Gail attempts to flee in the news van, but crashes. Sydney finally makes it back into the house where she comes to find a freaked out Randy and an injured Billy. It's a lie. Yeah, I thought he died for mm-hmm. sure. We all. Randy is insisting that Stu is the one that's behind all of this. And in one of the most beautiful twists, Billy completely changes his key from, Oh my god, Sydney! Oh, oh! To, I'm the killer. <laughs> Everyone goes a little mad here. Oh, it's so good. Revealing that he. And Stu are both behind the killings. My heart when Billy runs his finger through the fake blood and goes, corn syrup. Why did I like that so much? What is wrong with me? I watch that scene over and over again. There's something wrong with me. Why? Why is that a thing that I really like? The fact that you are really like Billy is just a puzzle to me. I know. I know it is. <laughs> I know. I married the nicest man <laughs> who's not an evil serial killer. <laughs> anyway, I absolutely digress. Stu and Billy start monologuing their whole methods and procedures and their master plan. Like a damn Bond villain. But it is like a great scene. Like them explaining and like completely like unhinging their minds. <laughs> it's so good. It is revealed that they were the ones that killed Sydney's mom that night. Because she was cheating with Billy's dad. Causing his parents to break up. And their master plan was to orchestrate this on the anniversary of her death. Gross. Their plan is to be the sole survivors of this horrible massacre. Since they kidnapped and are framing Sydney's dad, even uh, they even studied where to stab each other so that they would live through their injuries. And but these two numbnuts, uh, <laughs> Stu gets cut too much and he's losing too much blood, and it's just like a hilarious like digression because he's like such a little man boy he's like crying and crying he's like oh man i'm bleeding i feel woozy my parents are gonna be pissed (laughs) (laughs) and uh, you're not really gonna call the cops are you (sighs) and i want to talk a little bit about this because i i feel like it could have been like seen in a certain way but like it and it sounds kind of silly but i've heard so many like true crime stories and like cases where young people snap and like commit horrible like violent crimes but maybe they have some sort of mental illness or like learning disability and they like can't see what's wrong with their actions they don't understand the consequences of what they've done and they like say things like this like oh my parents are going to be so mad or like 
oh, I have a test next week. <laughs> like it's crazy, but like it for it, I've I've heard of it happening, and it's it's sad. It's sad and strange. Sad and strange. My memoir. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so together, Gail, Dewey, and Sydney save the day. Randy lives, but the two killers are dead. Stu by getting an old ass TV thrown on his head. Back in the day when TVs were heavy enough to kill you, yeah. could not work today. I can lift my TV with one hand, probably. <laughs> it might give me a, a bruise. <laughs> and Billy is shot right in the forehead by, well, I guess at this point his ex-girlfriend? It's probably not much to reconcile after this. Yeah. That was a great ending. He's like half dead. Yeah, but then like comes to, and then she's like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that she got the last laugh there. The final scene, though, is like the sun coming up. Emergency services are finally starting to show up. And Gail, without <laughs> missing a beat, or like forgetting the fact that her cameraman partner was just brutally murdered, is like live at the scene. Reporting for Channel 5, I'm Gail Weathers. <laughs> She's like a career-minded woman till the end of her life. <laughs> yeah, the cameraman was really just holding her back anyway. Oh, totally. There's there's a funny scene where she, like, yells at him. <laughs> like, very Monica at first. She's like, when I say move, you move! <laughs> yeah. And then... Fade to black. The end. Or is it? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Well, I hope it's the end for me. That was it was a good movie. I don't think I'll venture into the sequels. Okay, that's fair. I I like that for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I'll, I might watch this again. Like I'll say good things about yeah. Spring 1996. Amazing. Well, maybe maybe you'll see like the newest one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'll drag you, you to the theaters, maybe. <laughs> um, we'll get into some like brief categories. Yeah. The characters and acting. Okay. Uh, so like I mentioned before, like a big theme of this whole movie is that it's very like meta in a way. With the whole movie genre, a lot of the characters are like archetypes or like cliches of like like slasher flicks. Like there's the virgin, the jock, the slot or the the harlot and so on and so forth so in that sense the whole like meta part of this is so good and like another thing to consider is that it's a teen movie from the 90s so the writing does have like an element of cheesiness to it but for the the most part they're always like in on the joke which Mm -hmm. makes it campy when you're in on the joke it's camp you know but (laughs) one scene that god bless nev campbell she did with it what she could but it always makes me snort laughing when i hear it because it's just so bad so it's when she's back at school after billy was arrested after she gets attacked in her house she runs into billy like fresh from police custody and they're kind of arguing a little bit and she goes I'm sorry if my traumatized life is an inconvenience to you and your perfect existence. My God. Like, she delivered that line as best she could. 
<laughs> but man, that's a mouthful. Like, yeah, why she even bothered at this point? I just would have walked away oh from this asshole. Oh my goodness, I would have ran right into his arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think now is probably good as time as ever to bring up that Scream kind of spawned like an entire genre of movies. The spoof like the first scary movie was like heavily based on this and i know what she did last summer um and i think anna ferris actually like said that line that traumatized (laughs) inconvenience i think that like they i'll have to rewatch scary movie there was like a billion scary movies and then they kept making like action movie and like you know and it all came from scary movie yeah Shaun of the dead I don't know if that's one, but uh, don't ask me. <laughs> yeah, You're not the authority on the on the zombie not on movies. The facts. I just have vague memories. <laughs> from being 14, 15. I thought Courtney Cox's character was a plus. Yeah, she really made it for me. If there wasn't that subplot, I think I wouldn't have been like as engaged mm. in the movie. You liked the legal drama part of it. Yeah, and I like the attitude. <laughs> yeah. It's just so funny. As kind of a foil to Gail Weathers, I need to talk about Dewey. <laughs> There's, uh, I didn't notice this until like this most recent watch. There's a scene where he's talking to the sheriff about like all the murders and what's going on. And the sheriff has a cigarette. And Dewey has an ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> and every time the sheriff takes a drag, Dewey takes a lick of his ice cream cone. <laughs> And it's so subtle, but it just, like, it speaks volumes. It's adorable. (laughs) And then he, like, throws out his cigarette, and you kind of see, like, do we just do, like, a little quick look? Like, do do I throw out my ice cream (laughs) cup? That's so good. And then other characters, I mean, I've already talked about my love for Billy, but I really love Sydney, too. I think, like, I always love a final girl, just like the girl that survives the horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I think she's great. I think. Yeah. Rock on girl. Uh, the yeah. principal also. Honor- oh, honorable well. mention. <laughs> yeah. We just, all these movies, there's just always like a good, good school faculty involved. <laughs> well, yes. Day was the other one. Yes. Oh my god! We had a lot to say about the school counselor and the tater tot. Yeah. Huh. Maybe we're just watching a lot of teen (laughs) movies that are based in high schools. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. (laughs) Let's talk about fashion. Okay. There's some amazing fashion in this movie. Um, I personally noticed some of the outfits, especially Tatum's outfits, like definitely have been worn like in this recent 90s early 2000s revival Mm -hmm. the y2k revival yeah yeah yeah. i feel like definitely some of her outfits were like i could go and see them on instagram right now yeah isn't that wild wild oh i don't like that 90s stuff is like vintage the 90s was only 10 years ago no i know no honey but it was 
The 70s were 30 years ago. The 70s were 30 years ago. Yeah. The 80s yeah. were 20 years ago. Yeah. That's just how I feel. <laughs> um, Gail's uh, fashion, like so many pantsuits. Yes. Uh, including a bright fluorescent highlighter green one at the very beginning. It's like what we are introduced to Gail Weathers. She's wearing a highlighter green pantsuit. Queen. Mm. Ten. 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 Across the board. Seven. 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 (laughs) This movie actually is where Courtney Cox became Courtney Cox Arquette. Oh, really? Dewey's David Arquette. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. And they like they had. We didn't even mention the fact that they like had a romance. Oh, flirty. Yeah, Yeah. she was kind of taking advantage of him. Yeah, in a sense. But maybe she really liked him. Oh my gosh! So that's where they fell in love. That's where they met. Yeah. Wild. Let's get into overall thoughts. Okay. I'll allow you go to go first on this one. Right. My overall thoughts. Well, I didn't want to watch any horror movies <laughs> <laughs> to begin with, um, but I knew it was inevitable. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad you chose this one because it really is not, wasn't that scary. No. Um, it was more like funny and there was enough like daytime setting mm. scenes that like make me feel safe even though I shouldn't because yeah. Ghostface was like everywhere always mm. but the atmosphere is an ominous in it right it's just like parts like he comes out of nowhere kind of thing yeah but it doesn't have a creepy ominous vibe yeah exactly like it's funny mm-hmm He's killing people and I'm laughing, which I'd rather be laughing than like holding the blanket up over my eyes, wishing that I didn't have to watch it. So, you know what? Overall thoughts is would recommend. Yay! It was a fun watch and the characters were overall pretty good, not too offensive. Um, Certainly like a whitewashed 90s movie from the team, Mm -hmm. from the teen movie from the 90s yeah i'll say that but in terms of a rating you know i think i need a minute i need a minute i need to hear your overall thoughts and then maybe i can give it give it a proper rating deal this is probably like my go-to horror movie i've seen it several times whereas other horror movies i've definitely like only watched once i Watched it last October, watched it this October. I will probably watch it every October going forward. And I'm so excited that there's a new one coming out in January. I'm so excited. Do I think I would survive an attack from Ghostface? Absolutely not. (laughs) Am I often home alone at night watching movies? You betcha. (laughs) But do I answer my phone? Hell no. Text me or we won't talk. But in some ways, I think I am Casey. But I also know that I'm also Randy. So there's one scene when he's talking about movies and like relating them to real life. And 
I was embarrassed because I was like, that is me. That is 100% me. I'll find a clip of it because there's one specific scene where I'm like, I have said that. Like, I'm embarrassing, but I've said something like that in real life. Anyway, to wrap up my rambling thoughts, Scream is just pure fun. It's suspenseful, scary at parts. Parts of it have stayed with me for years, like the garage door. Um, Also the scene where he attacks her in the bathroom and you see his feet just come down from the stall. That makes me shudder every time. So scary. So I am giving this movie 10 corn syrup finger licks out of 10. that's a brilliant rating <laughs> you really love this movie don't you love you it. really love like it. those corn syrup legs i love it mm. oh billy oh billy i didn't like billy near as much mm. as you did but i think i can still give this movie a solid uh seven stabbings out of ten still a lot of stabbings it's a lot of stabbings Mm-hmm. So it's not as like positive as your rating. No. Take that how you will. Yeah. It's not one. Some people would prefer one. So Yeah, this is true. There may this be a hidden true. message there. Honestly, some people would prefer zero corn syrup <laughs> finger licks. <laughs> <laughs> what else could what else could I rate this? I um, like like I'm really racking my brain. You know what? I think I'll just rate this movie, Sam. Here's what I rate this movie. Seven. 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 That last seven was ASMR. (laughs) Thank you, Courtney Cox. Amazing. Well, I have to thank you for sticking through Watching a whole ass scary movie. Oh, thank you. You keep broadening my horizons. Yeah. Like some people get to adulthood and they like start new hobbies or learn new languages. Mm. I just learn more and more and more about bad movies. Yeah. Or good movies. Or good movies. Okay. So tune in next week when we're going to talk about Casper. Casper the Friendly Ghost. I have some intel that you'll be interested to know about Casper. Oh, can't wait. I, uh, I heard some facts about Casper recently. Really? Some I'm recent facts about math. Casper? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Unsolicited Flick Picks Podcast. I uh, will be posting our episode post. Uh, where I'll post some of the things that we talked about on the episode. Definitely going to post a video of the corn syrup finger licks, because <laughs> more people need to see this, and maybe some people will agree with me. There's something to it. Yeah. Takes all something kinds. Yeah. And we hope you tune in next week. Later, lovers. Happy Halloween. Hey! <laughs>